Before you jump ahead to the episode, we have a super quick announcement for you all. Spotify has added the ability to rate podcasts on a scale from one to five stars, and we are asking that all of you take just a few seconds to find us on Spotify and rate us five stars. Almost all of our listeners come from the world of Apple, so adding a rating on Spotify is a great way to help the show grow. That way we can continue releasing two episodes every single week. Just make sure that you have the latest version of Spotify, listen to at least 30 seconds of one episode, and then they will allow you to leave a rating. Thank you so much to all of you for listening and supporting the show. Let's get into this episode. Shazam! Hello, everybody. Happy New Year. Welcome to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast, where we break down gaming in a family-friendly format. Please make sure to leave our podcast a review if your podcast app allows, and make sure to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and also on Spotify. Now that Spotify has added a rating system to their podcast, we'd really love if all of you could go out of your way to rate us there, even if you have already rated us on Apple Podcasts. Also, if you like what we do here and want to help support the show, you can head over to MultiplayerSquad.com, which will take you to our Patreon page, where you can get some awesome perks, including two extra episodes every week, which are 5 to 15 minute quick take episodes, which I know that we love providing for you all. I am your host, Paul, and joining me as co-host, the man whose New Year's resolution is apparently to get me to juggle as many games as possible at once... It's Josh. Yes, I like it, Paul. It is true. Oh, <laughs> we we are playing so many games right now. It's kind of preposterous. It it's a little crazy, but I'm definitely down with that. That fits my my gaming style. I I definitely like to flitter around <laughs> like a like a, a little butterfly <laughs> from from one game, just sipping the nectar from one game to another, Paul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, you're like the person who just wants to snack and not have any meals. You just want to kind of graze. A little bit with all these games. I tend to just play one game and beat it and go to the next. But, oh my goodness. I mean, we are in the middle of playing Little Nightmares 2, which is going to be our next deep dive next Monday. Yep. We are playing Demio on VR with a few of our other friends, including Todd, the previous third host of the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. We are playing Hollow Knight. (laughs) Uh... We are still playing Halo. (laughs) Yeah, we're still playing Halo Infinite. I still dabble in Overwatch when I play solo. And I just finished GTA 4, which I recorded a Quick Takes episode, which I think will be coming out soon. And I also just started the Dark Pictures anthology House of Ashes. I have never once been playing this many games at once. I sit at my computer and I just I don't know what to do. It's like choice overload at this point. Hey man, welcome to the dark side, Paul. <laughs> now you now you know how I live, man. <laughs> I've got so many game icons on my desktop right now. And yeah, it, it's so funny though because I have been sending you messages as we're playing these games and it's like we picked up Demio and then we're like, "Hey, we got to do a deep dive on this one." And then uh, a, a a listener 
gifted us Hollow Knight, which I have been dying to play but never had the chance before. So thank you. You know who you are. Uh, really much appreciated. And and then we're like, well, hey, maybe we'll do a deep dive on Hollow Knight since yeah. we're playing this. <laughs> and then it's like, yeah, we've been playing Halo Infinite. I've still been playing Rocket League. I actually just reinstalled Hearthstone because I needed something to play like while I'm snacking or just eating or doing something else. <laughs> so I was like, ah, get back into Hearthstone a little bit. But... Yeah, it's a good problem to have, man. But yeah, this this is a little bit of a glimpse into my gaming world. <laughs> That's very true. It is one of those good problems because we have been in times of drought and we're deep diving a game that we're not even enjoying oh. and there's just nothing good to play. I guess the one downside to playing so many games at once is that inevitably you're going to be enjoying one or two of them more than the others. So it kind of like taints how you're viewing the others. But since we are already playing Hollow Knight and Demio... We're pretty sure those are going to be deep dives a couple weeks down the road, but those things aren't set quite in stone, but we'll yeah, let all you we guys know. We make no know. promises. <laughs> no promises. No, no. Uh, even at one point, I believe we announced Bleeding Edge was literally the next deep dive, and we scrapped it entirely, okay. so we never know what's coming Nobody up Nobody would want us to have to endure that game, Paul. Okay? So. Oh, we were we not. We are humans. We, were not we do have feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Every now and then we have to review a terrible game, mm-hmm. you know, and we do it because that's our job. But, you know, we, we do need some grace from the listeners. Don't make us play games like Bleeding Edge for very yeah. long. We, we tend to scale toward games that we enjoy. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we've got so much news to talk about here. We just got back from our two week break off. When we came back, I thought there would probably be a slew of news to cover. But I think in the same way we were taking time off work, I think pretty much everyone's taking time off. There weren't really a whole lot of major announcements, but there were still plenty of stories for us to break down here today for this week in gaming. I think my favorite thing that released is that IGN updated their top 100 games of all time. And if there's one thing we know about gamers, it's that we tend to all agree on everything in regards to these major lists. All the time. (laughs) All the time. And and my reaction, I think, was the same as everybody, where you open up this top 100 games of all time, and you immediately just start poking holes and what how is this game in the top 40 why is this game in the 90s it should be in the top 10 and of course i had to post it for you and for some of our other buddies i think all of us kind of lost our minds for a little bit complaining about this list but let's let's just talk a little bit about ign's top 100 some of the things that we liked and didn't like but what what was your initial reaction when you saw that they made this list? So I'll say this. IGN is one of my favorite gaming websites to use. There, there's a few of them out there, but I tend to default to IGN first. Um, I think that their rating system for when they do reviews is pretty good. It, I definitely don't agree on a lot of stuff, but it is kind of my go-to site that's just easy. Uh, you know, I like to lay out the format and all that stuff. So when they posted their top 100 list, I was like, ooh, I'm actually curious about this. I go in there. My initial thing is, let me see where they rank Witcher 3. Uh-huh. Okay, because that's the litmus test for me. If, if Witcher 3 is in like the top five, I'd maybe even say top 10 if we're talking all-time video games. Then, okay, that, that tells me everything I need to know. Dude, the Witcher 3 is number 16 on their list. And I get it. That's still pretty high. But they have games... 
like Hades. Now, I love Hades. You have not played yeah. Hades yet. I love it. I think it's a phenomenal game. I think everybody should play it. It's one of the best indie games to release. But they have Hades at 13. Now, okay. It's a great game. I could I could see that. But then, dude, Disco Elysium, which you and I have talked about and I have never played, and you and I were actually having a conversation about this before the show, is in their top 10. It's number 10 all time. And it's just like, dude, like some of this stuff, I get it. Like Mass Effect 2 is number six. I agree with that. That's a phenomenal game. Portal 2 at number three. Like that I can say too. Like, okay, I get that. But then this list just starts to fall apart. Number one, their number one is a great game, but the best video game ever? And what is it? It's Breath of the Wild. Okay, so... Here's the thing. I think I understand a little bit of what happened here. Breath of the Wild is one of those games that everybody loves, right? I do not know a single... Well, actually, that's not true. Todd did not finish Breath of the Wild. Almost everyone I know loves that game. It has basically a 100% approval rating. I think it's one of those things that everyone is going to say that belongs in the top 10 or maybe in the top 20, and the next thing you know, it's just number one because it has that universal appeal. Something like The Witcher 3 is just so dark that you're going to have a lot of people who say it should be number one, and you're going to have a lot of people, not a lot, but you're going to have that one out of every 10 that just does not like it because it is a little bloated. It's pretty big, pretty complicated. So I think that's, you know, I, I can't complain a whole lot with The Witcher being at number 16. I mean, look at its company. It's stuck right in between Bioshock, The Last of Us, Halo 2, and Castlevania Symphony of the Night. I I feel like if it dropped out of the top 20, that would really be a crime. I mean, for me personally, I'd probably have Witcher 3 somewhere around number 10 overall. So 16 might be a little on the low side. I had a bigger issue with the fact that two Zelda games are in the top four. Yeah. That's, there there I mean, are Zelda games at number one and number four with A Link to the Past. Have you noticed how many Nintendo games are in their top ten? It's ridiculous. It really like, Nintendo makes Nintendo. a good game. I'm not saying... I don't, I'm not, don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not slandering Nintendo at all. But there's only a few Nintendo games where I would be like, this is one of the top ten video games ever made. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, There's just so many out there. I just I have issues with things like Undertale at number 20. Now, I've played Undertale a little bit. I never beat it. Undertale Same. is one of those games I feel like it's either very very much for you or you think this game is terrible. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? And it's like and yeah. I think that game is terrible to be honest. I get that it's a it's like a cult hit with some people and that it's very unique in a lot of ways. But I did not like Undertale at all. And I feel like a game that is in the top 20 of all-time video games should have universal appeal and mm-hmm. not be something as polarizing as that. Um, I mean, I agree with a lot of the stuff that's on this list. Like God of War is at 25. Half-Life Alex is 26, which is really neat to see a VR game that high. Yeah. You know, I think that, it's the only VR game on the list. I'm pretty sure. I think sure. it is. Yeah. And so that was like a very cool nod to say, hey, that game really is incredible. But this is where this list completely falls apart to me, Paul. I'm going to direct your attention to number 70 on this list. Okay. okay. I'm, I'm scrolling. Let's see what's number 70. Because I, 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 I wrote down 74. Oh, wait. Was no, the I'm sorry. 74. Yep. Oh, 70. Okay. <laughs> no, wait. No, 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 <laughs> no. No. I got my numbers wrong. 
Hang on. Oh, 79. I'm sorry. I, I was okay. a little backwards there. Oh, Fortnite. Okay. So 79 Fortnite, Fortnite is in <laughs> yeah. the top 100 video games sure. of all time. It's the most now, popular game of all time. I, I dude, get it. Okay. I don't... Checkers is one of the most popular games ever, but I would not put Checkers in my list of top games to play. <laughs> so this is the problem, right? Like, how much do we weigh toward influence versus it changing the industry versus how good was it when it first released versus how good is it now? It's a little bit like our leaderboard, right? Like, when we do our deep dive leaderboard, we know everyone's going to disagree with where we put every single game. Because by nature, how do you rate things like Fortnite versus Fable 2, which is right above it? it it's it's kind of wild. I mean, these lists, I, I feel like out of the 100 games, probably 85 of them belong on the list in some format. Like, yeah. I'm not complaining overall about the games. I think it's more so the ordering that sometimes just feels very random. Because Fortnite... I feel like you've either got to put it super high or you have to just leave it off the list. It's kind of weird to include it so low in the top 100. There's just, I have so many issues with that. I'm not saying that there weren't millions and millions of people on this planet that enjoyed Fortnite. Okay. I get that it's not necessarily for me and you, but to claim that Fortnite is somehow a top 100 game of all time throws off like the validity of this list to me. And I'm with you. I agree with an awful lot of it. And but there's just some parts that I look at it and I go, dude, this is craziness to me. Like there's certain games that didn't make the list that I'm like, what? Like how is this not on the top 100 list? And then so other some games what 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 snubs did you notice? Um okay, this isn't I am an older gamer. I've come to admit this. Okay, but the Deuce X series is one of the greatest mm. series ever. And the original Deuce X was absolutely revolutionary. It should easily be in any top 100 list because it changed so much about gaming. And it was one of the best story kind of campaign freedom of choice games that existed. Um, so that one, there's no Dragon Age on this list. No at Dragon all. Age at all. And yeah. I know we're super huge fans of of Dragon Age and Mass Effect. Thankfully, Mass Effect 2 made the list and it ranked very high, but the Dragon Age games are phenomenal, man. I, I'm not saying they need to be like at the top of the list, but how do you have a top 100 and not include a Dragon Age game in there either? Well, especially when you do have some games like, you know, you took really big umbrage with um, Fortnite. I took umbrage with number 74, Return of the Obra Dinn, which I think is a very creative, inventive puzzle game. I think it's excellent in some ways, but like, come on, that game is two colors. It's black and green. It doesn't even have any graphics, and it's literally just like looking at pictures and putting together a puzzle. There's not even really... uh, like I. it's hard for me to buy that you can have a game like that when you have no Dragon Age at all. You also don't have any Sonic. There is no Sonic on this list of top 100. There's basically no Sega games at all. There is no Battlefield. Now, we hate Battlefield 2042, but the fact that you're not including any of the older entries is kind of wild. There is no Baldur's Gate. There is no Rocket League. There's no yeah. Command and Conquer. Yeah. It's just, I feel like maybe this 
maybe IGN staff is not as tenured in gaming as we are. <laughs> well, <laughs> some of the older games, maybe. But but they have some older games that are like staples of my childhood. I absolutely love SimCity 2000, which yep. is on here at number 89. And I absolutely love Monkey Island 2, LeChuck's yes. Revenge at 96. I was happy so to see that. Th- the people who are making this list are very clearly around our age. I think a lot of these people are in their late 30s, early to mid 40s. So it seems like they've been gaming for a long time. But yeah, I, I and the best part about this, Josh, scroll through the comments. And every single person agrees this list is terrible, but you will not see any two posts that are anywhere alike. There are people who say, okay, Breath of the Wild number one, at least they got that right, but the rest of the top ten is bananas. And then other people say, Breath of the Wild might be the fourth best Zelda game. Why do we not have Ocarina of Time in the top? Which would be the best Zelda game. But then other people say it's clearly Wind Waker, which isn't on the list at all. So it's like, it's one of these things where you make this list, no one's going to like it. No one's going to be happy. It breeds nothing but controversy. But you know what? It kind of works, because here we're talking about it. Our listeners are going to go search IGN Top 100. They're going to go view the list. They're going to get their hits. Uh, I just love just some good razzing of IGN and just kind of debating this. But seriously, though, the comments, half of them are, how do you not have these three games in the top 20? And they're all wildly different. It's yeah. it's great just browsing the comments. It really is. And this is why we do our leaderboard. I posted our leaderboard on Reddit one time. There was a thread that was going on. People were asking for like multiplayer game suggestions. And I just kind of went, hey, here's, you know, I think at the time we had like 50. And I was like, here's 50 games that we've reviewed. And the initial, the very first response was Overwatch number one, LOL, get out of here. You know, and and, and it's like, dude, I'm not, we are not saying that Overwatch is the best game of all time. We're just saying out of the games that we've reviewed for multiplayer aspects, you know, there's a lot of criteria that goes in there. This is how we rank games. But we fully acknowledge that people will not agree with our leaderboard at all because our criteria is so goofy sometimes. We're mixing in single player games. You had, you know, you and I have to agree or disagree and then find compromise, you know, and things like that. So it's like these lists are fun because they provoke like arguments and discussion and things like that, you know? And I mean, kudos to IGN because. Anytime you put a list out into the world, you're going to take a ton of flack for it. Yeah. You know, and I'm okay with that. Like, the, we do that on purpose with our leaderboard. I'm sure that they realized that they were going to do this because if you read the intro to their top 100 list, it actually says this is the top 100 from current staff. <laughs> Right, right, right. So they're kind of the like, we get that people are vastly different, <laughs> and this is only for the people that work here right now. Yeah, and you redo this poll in five years as some people leave, new people get hired. It's going to be a vastly different list. Uh, but it, it it is fun to read through and, and debate over. And it kind of made me think, like, maybe I should just make my own personal, like, top 30 or top 40 and just sit down and try to do it. But definitely the list skews a little heavily toward Nintendo, especially at the top. I think out of the top 20, something like 14 of the games are Nintendo. Yeah, that's I ridiculous. I think three. Three out of the top five are all Super Nintendo games. So that really kind of tells you, you know, you had like that monoculture at the time, fewer games, everyone played the same stuff. So some of those games kind of rose to the top. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. 
I think that's about all I had to say about the list. Anything else you wanted to add about it? Um, I was really glad to see that like Divinity Original Sin 2 made the top 100. It's number 99. <laughs> but that's one of the best RPGs ever made, in my yeah. opinion. I mean, Final Fantasy 7, which is honestly renowned as one of the best video games ever made, is at 98. I think that's starting to say, hey, some of these older games, maybe they just don't age as well, or they don't yeah. resonate with like younger people and i don't necessarily mean like teenagers and stuff but i think maybe you're getting to a point where that's not as spectacular as it used to be so yeah i think the list is fine overall i think there's definitely the games on there that i wanted to see for the most part but yeah yeah it 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 would not have been as fun but one person in the comments said that they should have just done the top 100 in no like just in alphabetical order right and then I don't think people would be making fun of it as much, but we wouldn't even be talking about it at all if it was right, that yeah. simple. <laughs> yeah. So you kind of have to order them. All right. Wow. Okay. So we spent a lot of time there on the IGN Top 100. Let's uh, let's go on to our next topic here. There is an upcoming game coming up here in the uh, 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 somewhat near future, I suppose, called Star Wars Eclipse. Oh, I saw this trailer and I got hyped, dude, <laughs> yeah. because I love Star Wars games. Okay, I love Star Wars games and more than that, I love games that are developed by Quantum Dream. So yeah. this is the developer that okay, I know that there's some problematic things about the company, but they've made some fantastic games. They did Heavy Rain, yep. which by the way is probably in my all-time top 10, which I know a lot of people would poke fun at. So I love the developer, I love Star Wars games. We don't know very much about this game yet, although we do know that it's going to feature multiple characters, which, by the way, is a staple of all Quantum Dream games. It's going to have branching storylines. It's going to focus on choices that you make. But, holy moly, Josh, this is the delay to end all delays, because it's being rumored that this game is being pushed back possibly to 2027. How do you... I mean, a triple A massive, massive game. Like, I don't know what the development time was. I feel like Cyberpunk was hyped for like at least two decades. You know, <laughs> it was a long time coming. Yeah, it was, you know, but five years, they say that from start to finish, five year development is, is like, that's about as long as any fully fledged triple A title should take. And you're talking five years from now. And they're already 18 <laughs> months into development. Oh, They've literally so already been working on this game for 18 months. And apparently, they don't even have a playable game yet. Which oh. is why they're saying we've got a whole nother five years. I, why even announce it? That's so goofy to me. Like, you can't, you can't come out with a Star Wars game trailer and say, Hey, everybody, look what we're working on. Oh, you might be dead before this game releases. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, well, why, why are we getting trailers at all? At the Game Awards. Like, we should not see anything about this game because what happens, Josh, when you hype up a game for six and a half years? You're what never happens? gonna, you're never, people are gonna be disappointed. I mean, there's no other way around it. If you hype something for that long, it's, you're just going to disappoint people. Yep. Unless you make the number one game of all time, which apparently, you know, Breath of the Wild is, but <laughs> <laughs> then yes, yeah. it's, don't do it. It's just a bad thing for people to do. Everybody loves Star Wars. Everybody loves video games. You put the two together. You don't really need to hype people at that point. Right. That's the thing. And there's so many Star Wars games currently in development. I don't even really know 
why we're getting news about this one now. We know down the road the game's going to get more limited in scope. They're going to have to cut features. It's going to get smaller. We saw it with things like Halo Infinite. Sometimes you just hear too much info. You know, the fact that I think they cut out two-thirds of the map in Halo Infinite. If I never knew that there was a bigger world, I'd be 100% content. But just knowing that it could have been better... It is like you shouldn't right. even know that to begin with. Yeah, you, you know, don't tell don't people overpromise. <laughs> Here, Paul, yeah. I got you this really great gift. I was going to get you something even nicer, but then decided not to. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So in case you're wondering why there's such a delay, now we don't know all the details, right? This is all just based on rumors and you know word that gets out from the studio. But apparently there are major issues regarding the engine. Now, this is a major problem because Eclipse is supposed to be the first open world that Quantum Dream has ever developed, and it's also the first multiplayer game that can have two people controlling characters at the same time. And so you start to throw in the first time they've ever tried things with a very limited engine that apparently is not designed for it. Uh, apparently, Sony passed on wanting to you know pay to develop this game, so Quantum Dream had to look elsewhere. So it just kind of seems like maybe it's the wrong developer for the wrong game and all of it is just a bad fit. Uh, they also apparently have been struggling with staffing issues. They currently are looking to hire 60 people and they've had issues with keeping people there at the company. So I don't know. This one feels like a huge disaster currently. I'm literally going to forget Star Wars Eclipse exists and in 2026, maybe I'll start to think about it again. I'm going to say I don't think this game ever sees the light of day. Y- you very well it, could like, be right. Honestly, there, there's been other Star Wars games that have been attempted, and then they just go, look, this isn't going to work. I think this is one of them. As sad as that makes me, I just with, with these kind of troubles so early on in the development, I don't think they have a ton of incentive to try to push this. And you see a lot of these games just kind of fall off. You know, if it was a year from release and they're really trying to make it work, I get cutting it back a little bit and saying, hey, we can't do everything we wanted to do, but at least we can do most of it. Yeah, I'm going to say right now, I don't think this game is ever going to actually come out. You very well could be right, which would make me very sad because I would love to see a story based game where choices matter with multiple endings marrying did, star wars with quantum dream oh. but man this is just did uh, they do I, um detroit become human is that the yeah, same developer too? i never played and beyond that game. two souls yeah i never played those two um but i've heard they make really really in-depth like the characters are incredible the choices matter so much you you feel like you're controlling kind of their destiny um and and that would fit into star wars so amazingly like I love the Star Wars universe, you know, and the characters that that are in there and their backstories and all that stuff. So I feel like it's just right there in their wheelhouse. Like uh-huh. get your crap together, man. Pull yeah. pull through it. <laughs> yes, let's figure this out. All right, and then uh we'll see how timing goes. This might be the last story that we talk about this week and it might be my favorite one, Josh. Ooh. There is a new game that has released that uh, oh. I don't think we're going to do a deep dive on, but it's one of my favorite releases of the year so far. <laughs> it's called <laughs> Clownfield 2042. It's an entire game that is just a parody of Battlefield 2042. Oh. I could not be more delighted by this story and by this entry in the Steam store. Paul, this game, I watched the trailer for this. I saw it on Steam. Uh-huh. 
I saw it actually on Steam. I, I don't know if it was uh-huh. on the Steam sale or it made their front page. I don't know where I saw this prior to to the news for this episode. But I did see it. I laughed at the name. I couldn't tell, like, is this, are they making fun of Cloverfield, like the movies? You know, uh-huh. or is this Battlefield 2042, but they're calling it Clownfield? Yeah, sure enough, they are parodying Battlefield 2042. They sure and are. Paul, I would rather play Clownfield. <laughs> the gameplay looks so much better than 2042 does. I'm not saying this to be vicious against 2042, but uh-huh. like. This parody game looks like it is more playable and quite possibly more enjoyable than the actual game. Okay, so some of the funny things about this is that the game brags that it has, quote, mediocre weather and world events. (laughs) It also brags (laughs) that it has a, quote, simple AI system. Uh, Josh, to put this in comparison to Battlefield, all right, Battlefield 2042 is currently sitting at 33% positive reviews, which is mostly negative. Oh, man. Guess, guess the overall rating of Clownfield 2042 on Steam right now. Oh, I'm going to put it in the 70s, I bet. Nope. 90%, Josh. <gasps> is it really? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Dude. And uh, maybe the best part is that the game is currently on Steam sale for 89 cents. It's 10% <laughs> off. It's normally 99 cents. <laughs> which is a lot cheaper than Battlefield and apparently it's a lot better. No, honestly though, if you watch the videos, like they clearly are just trying to make it look like a bad Battlefield where the graphics are terrible. The tornado, the tornado seriously cracked hilarious. me up. It's I love the so hovercraft funny. too. It has hovercraft yeah, yeah, yeah. versus AI as one of the modes and this hovercraft yeah. just sits there and flies upside down and sideways <laughs> and is just, you know, all over the map. I you know, I, I, is this the first parody game? That's made. I don't. I can't no. think of too many like parody video games. Well, I can think of an early one when we joked about Walking Simulator, which was making fun okay. of Death Stranding because yes, it literally true. had all the piled boxes on yeah. the guy's back and he would walk. So yeah, maybe this is going to be a new trend. Maybe we're going to see more parody video games, dude. When your parody game is crushing the original game, uh-huh. it, you know, in like in review <laughs> scores and player base and all that stuff. Like, what does that say? Oh my goodness. But kudos to this guy for doing what he did. Um, I, it, I mean, it's legitimately a fully playable game too. This is not yeah. like a demo that just makes fun of another game. You can actually multiplayer your way through this game. They show gameplay footage. They, they completely troll a lot of the issues in battlefield, which is hilarious to me. I yeah, I, this one made me chuckle. I was so just tickled to see that this existed and was doing so well. Oh, it's so great. And also, finally, the uh, description in Steam says that they are aware of all the major issues, but don't worry because they're currently focused on releasing new skins. <laughs> so that, that's the cherry on on the top of the of the of the Sunday right there. They did they come out it. and actually say, "Hey, we know bugs exist. Yeah, we're not going to fix those guys. Okay, we're <laughs> no, gonna no. we're really focusing our efforts on new skins for everybody." <laughs> exactly. It was just such a jab. And it was perfect. Uh, yeah. I, I I might buy this game just to give this guy 89 cents. <laughs> yeah, just to throw your support. Good joke. Just toss him right. a tip. Oh, too good. 
All right. Well, that's actually all that we have to cover here for this week in gaming. So just as a reminder, if you would like to join us on Patreon, you can go to MultiplayerSquad.com. Josh and I like to record and then release our two extra quick takes. Sometimes those are games that we just play individually or something that we want to talk about on more detail that doesn't really fit on the format of the regular show. And at this point, they've got something like... 50 or 60 in the backlog, you can still go back and listen to all of them. So if you want to come join us on Patreon, that's a great way to get access to those prior quick takes. You can also get them through Apple Podcasts. Whether you subscribe on Apple or Patreon, you get exactly the same access to those quick take episodes. You'll also get the episodes without ads, and you'll also get them a day early. So you know you can always support us there. And then also, as a final reminder, please go and rate our podcast five stars on Spotify. You do need to listen to an episode for at least 30 seconds, but now that they've added that as a new feature, Josh and I would really love it if you can leave us a review there, because that will help us get seen better on Spotify and help the show grow from there. Yeah, that's huge. So please take the the 31 seconds. You don't actually, they don't even accept written reviews. It's just a rating, like a five-star rating. You literally just tap it and that's it. So, but it, that's huge for Spotify. It's the second largest podcasting platform out there. So we would be very grateful if you guys would take the time to do that for us. Yep. And then if you want to dabble in Little Nightmares 2, that'll be the next deep dive, which we will talk about next week. And I think that's it for now. So happy gaming, everybody. Hope you're all having a great 2022 so far. And we'll see you for that next episode. All right. See you, everybody.